morning and welcome. Please join me in prayer. And we take this moment to celebrate this beautiful spring day, this rebirth of the land, all the plants coming back into their greenery. This is truly a resurrection morning. So I give thanks for the beauty of this time of year. I give thanks for the comfortable weather. And I give thanks for this opportunity to share this spiritual celebration with our beloved community. I know that each one in attendance today receives the blessing they came for and shares the blessing they came to give. I give thanks for the inspiring message from Reverend Diana as we get to the essence of things today and knowing that it all unfolds perfectly and powerfully with joy, grace, love, and peace. I say thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each one here. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Thank you, Chris, for setting the stage so beautifully. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. If you are new with us online or in person today, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are uh, an interfaith, an independent interfaith community, and so we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So we would like to welcome you home to our community, should you choose it for yourself, and welcome you home to the guidance and wisdom of your inner knowing, of your deepest heart. This morning we center our reflections on what is essential in the spiritual journey that we call life. So we begin our meditative journey this morning by joining our voices and deepening our intimate connection with spirit.
So moving more deeply into our meditative experience this morning, we make a conscious connection with our global community. Gently allowing the eyes to close if you're comfortable or allowing the gaze to settle. Taking a couple of deep breaths. Allowing any distracting thoughts to dissolve, to be washed away by the breath. And moving the energy of the mind down into the heart, becoming aware of the heartbeat. Imagine that your heart is beating with the pulsing energy of the one life, beating in tandem with the heart of the mother, with the heart of the father, with the infinite intelligence back of everything. And now imagine that your heart is beating in tandem with the hearts of all beings, 
human being. <coughs> Other than human creatures. All of creation pulsing with the same life. Plants. Rocks. Sand. Water. Stars. Acknowledging the global web of consciousness that is created as we feel ourselves united by the pulse of life itself. Sensing the radiant light of spirit that shimmers through all of it. We feel and know our oneness with all that is. And we acknowledge our responsibility to one another as human family and as caretakers of this beautiful and life-giving planet. With every breath and in every moment, we look to what is essential. Essential. From the Latin, to be. That which simply is. We have come to know that which is essential as the intrinsic nature or the indispensable quality of a thing. Do we know what is essential to our lives? In the material realm, human life as we know it requires air, water, some form of nourishment, <coughs> sleep, and maybe some kind of shelter in harsher climates. That is all that is essential for the survival of our physical bodies, barring unforeseen circumstances. The mental and emotional realms are a little more complicated. Safety, love and belonging, and esteem are essential to our well-being. These must be somewhat secure before we have the true capacity to move beyond our physical existence and to see life as a spiritual journey. These must be somewhat secure before we are able to reach beyond mere existence to what Abraham Maslow called self-actualization or what the Buddha called enlightenment, 
or what the Christian tradition might refer to as illumination. <coughs> so we might say that it is essential that we meet our physical needs before we're able to attend to our mental and emotional needs. And that it is essential that our psychological needs are met to a high degree before we're truly prepared to consciously approach our life as a spiritual journey. This is why so much of our spiritual work is focused on healing past traumas, transforming negative thought patterns and behaviors. Most people have unresolved issues that unless they are addressed will get in the way of spiritual development. Growing spiritually requires a level of mental wholeness as a starting point. Humanity as a whole has not yet attained levels of physical, psychological, or spiritual health that would allow us to fully shift, to completely change our story, to transform human society into a love-soaked world. We need only look at the headlines or walk down the streets of our town to see that this is true. Each of us is making a conscious effort to do our part to make the world a better place in whatever ways we can. And our numbers are growing. People everywhere are waking up. Author Neil Donald Walsh, upon looking at conditions in our world, asks this question. Is it possible, just possible, that there's something we don't fully understand about ourselves, about life, and about God, the understanding of which would change everything? I think we would have to say yes, that as a human family, there is some essential truth that we are overlooking or at least not living by. He goes on to ask another sequence of questions. I invite us to take them for a moment into contemplation. What if the most wonderful ideas you ever had about life were true? What if the most wonderful ideas you ever had about life were true? What if the most wonderful ideas you ever had about yourself were true?
What if the most wonderful ideas you ever had about God are true? And what if the most wonderful ideas you ever had about what happens after you die were true? If all of these most wonderful ideas about life, about yourself, about God, and about what happens after this experience is over, if these were all true, what would then be true for you? Do you think there would be any difference between how you might then experience life and how you now experience life? Your answers to these questions are now setting the course and direction of your experience on Earth. They are determining the path you will take. And humanity's collective answers to these questions are now creating the future of our species by determining the path we will all take. Will it be the path that our species has taken for thousands of years? The one that got us here, where our lives and the world are today? Is this where we want to be? Is this our most wonderful idea about life? About ourselves? About God? Ideas are important. It is ideas that create beliefs. Beliefs that create behaviors behaviors that create experience, and experience that creates reality. And if our most wonderful ideas become our beliefs, life on our planet will look much different than it does today. Cognitive science tells us that it takes only one in ten people to enthusiastically embrace an idea, to embody and live from that idea, and the rest will follow. Will I be 
the one in ten, that lives as though we are all connected, treats all humans, all beings, the planet with love and respect and caring and compassion. Will I be the one who understands that it is all one living, breathing entity and lives as though harming any of it is harming myself? Will I be the one in ten that exchanges my energy consciously, using my money to support healthy business practices, investing my time in meaningful work and play, caring for myself and others? Will I be that one? Will you? All religions teach the concept of unity, that everything in the phenomenal world is a unique expression of divine creation, that each human being, plant, animal, and Mother Earth herself are one being, our shared essence in spirit. We accept this as truth, though we can't fully wrap our minds around it. The idea of unity makes philosophical sense but it bumps up against our experience of relating as separate individuals. We feel disconnected from one another. We were all born into a cultural story that tells us that we are separate, separate from one another, from the earth, even from God. The story of separation has shaped our habitual thoughts, feelings, and how we relate to one another. As we grow into a deeper intuitive knowing of our essential unity with all that is, a great question arises. If we are indeed all embodiments of one being, unique expressions of God, how then shall we live? We discover the fundamental nature of unity in the same way we find the essence of anything else. We peel away what is clearly non-essential we filter out impurities. We surrender our separation story. E.E. E. Cummings wrote, We are so both and wonderful. Night cannot be so sky. Sky cannot be so sunful. I am through you, so I. We are unique, yet one. Human, yet divine. Our holiness is revealed through our relationships. To one another. In these few moments of silent contemplation, 
Let us explore our essence. Who am I without my story? And the essence of other beings. Might they show up differently if I let go of the story I have told myself about them? Brother David Steindl-Ross tells us, Our deepest personal encounters in life always resonate with the great mystery. What makes us persons is the richness and depth of our relationships. I may not be who I think I am, who I really am. My essence can only be revealed by how I show up for you. We love God by loving one another. 
The Rabbi Yeshua taught that how we treat each other is how we treat spirit. Our divine essence can only emerge through our interaction with others. We are grateful for this sacred time of communion and co-creation, for this beloved community that serves as a container for our spiritual evolution. And as Reverend Diana continues guiding our Teze meditation this morning, we open our hearts, minds, and spirits to deeply explore what is essential. It only takes one in ten. How do we ensure that we are that one? It is a simple decision, a choice. The choice to let go of our story of separation. The story that says each of us is a single entity living among billions of other single entities on the earth, which is another single entity. When I see myself as being separate from you, I can maintain the illusion of being physically disconnected from you and the other eight billion people on the planet. And I can remain emotionally detached from all but a few of them. I can unfasten myself from the future of others, see myself as being in competition with them. I can feel isolated or alienated. But when I see myself as one essence expressing individually, I feel physically and emotionally connected with all other beings and energetically linked with all of life. I see my future firmly fastened to the future of all beings and the planet. I understand that what benefits one serves the whole, that there is no competition. I will realize that all people everywhere hold the most important things in common. Each of us wants enough of the essentials to live a comfortable, harmonious life. Each of us wants to love and be loved. And each of us wants to share the gifts we have to offer. When I view life through the lens of oneness, wholeness, I can clearly see that differences do not have to produce divisions. 
that contrasts do not have to produce conflicts. That disagreements do not have to produce disaffection. That variance does not have to produce violence. And that proponents do not have to become opponents. When I live from unity, from wholeness, I will know experientially that individuation does not automatically equate to separation. I will experience a deep awareness that all lives are intertwined and that what I do for another, I do for myself. And that what I fail to do for another, I fail to do for myself. Because there is, in ultimate reality, no one else except extensions of myself, manifesting in different form. This will cause me to replace competition with cooperation, alienation with affirmation, and separation with unification, allowing the human race to act as one in facing and meeting its challenges. This is true for me, and it's true for you. I close the Teze portion of our gathering this morning with a Sufi prayer. Most gracious Lord, Master, Messiah, and Savior of humanity, we greet thee in all humility. Thou art the first cause and the last effect, the divine light and the spirit of guidance, Alpha and Omega. <coughs> thy light is in all forms, thy love in all beings, in a loving mother, in a kind father, in an innocent child, in a helpful friend, and in an inspiring teacher. Allow us to recognize thee in all thy holy names and forms, known and unknown to the world, We adore thy past, thy presence deeply enlightens our being, and we look for thy blessing in the future. Let the star of the divine light, shining in thy heart, be reflected in the hearts of thy devotees. May the message of God reach far and wide illuminating and making the whole of humanity as one single brotherhood 
in the fatherhood of God. And so we know this as truth. One source, one essence, one substance, one process. Expressing and experiencing themselves as all of creation, including me, including you. Holding myself in this divine light, I can only shine goodness into the world. Remembering the truth of who and whose I am, I can only hold thoughts and intentions of love, generosity, and peace. Trusting in the power and presence of spirit, in, through, and as all of creation, I can only offer myself in service to the whole. And so I do, with gratitude for the gift of life and for the many blessings of this and every day, in deep faith that every prayer is heard and answered, I release this one now to the one who takes it and makes it so. And so it is. Amen. Sathu, Ashe, Aho. So coming back into the space, we open our eyes, our hearts, our minds. Take a look around, see who's here with you this morning. So good to have you all here. This is one of your potential spiritual families, should you adopt it for yourself. One of your support systems. Some of the people that care about you and are here to help and support you. So as we close our meditation this morning, I'll bring your awareness. We've begun the season of the plants here at Mystic Heart. The minister is a gardener and she has extras every year. so. All through April and May, there will be plants here. Um, I do request that they stay on the altar till after the conversation, but then you can take them with you if you'd like. And this is just the bare beginnings. I have a greenhouse full, so feel free. <laughs> there are some on the other side, too. So we also offer you the opportunity to share of your financial good and support of our community and the work we're doing in the world. We're doing a lot of things right now. We're getting involved in food ministry in many forms. Um, so if you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or our physical mailing address if you're looking for that. And so as we do our time of offering this morning, I'd like to offer a video, music video by Jan Garrett and J.D. Martin called One Heart. Hi, my name is Jan Garrett. I'm J.D. Martin. Our song is One Heart.
There's a new world on the horizon Made of light, not of stone Calling out to all creation You are not alone Lions and lambs, saints and sinners Best friends, enemies Woman and man Losers and winners, they're all in you and me. We are one heart, looking for answers. We are one soul, finding our way through the dark. One dream we share together. We are all a part of one. Fires are burning, tears are falling from the sky. Still, the world keeps turning. We are one heart, one soul. One dream we share together We are all a part We are one heart We're looking for answers We are one soul Finding our way through the dark One dream we share together We are We are all a part of one heart. Thank you. Great spirit, 
I offer my gratitude on behalf of this community and each one of you for the gifts you bring to our community so that we can serve a larger community. We are grateful for your treasure and for your time and your love and your prayers. I give these to Reverend Diana, trusting they are in good hands to do good work. And so it is. Thank you, Chris. Beautiful. So I invite you to hang out if you'd like. This is our meditative half of our morning. Uh, we'll be back at 10.30 for a conscious conversation in which we all get to share our wisdom if we choose to, or we can just listen to everybody's wisdom. A um, little bit of a directed conversation, more upbeat music, some dancing usually happens. Um, and then afterward, we have food and fellowship next door, which, of course, every Sunday. So thank you for being here. We love you. And uh, enjoy your morning if you're not staying. Enjoy your morning if you are staying. <laughs> <coughs> May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. There, I confused everyone. <laughs>
Each one of us is that spirit, that God, that divine oneness, that Allah, that Elohim, that Yahweh, that Wakantanka, whatever we want to call it, we are that divine source, that divine essence within us. And so we lean into that this morning and we let we let the inspiration come from without as Reverend Diana speaks to us and we let it come from within as our heart responds and knowing that this spiritual interchange happens organically happens joyfully and lovingly I simply surrender to it and let it be so and together we say and so it is Amen So I'll welcome you again, because we've had a couple of new folks uh, enter in at the break. So welcome. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson. If you're new with us online today, um, I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart. We are an independent interfaith community, and we teach um, universal principles and practical spirituality. So I welcome you home. Welcome home to our community. Welcome home to the guidance and wisdom of your own heart. That's where all of your answers are. So we begin this half, our conscious conversation, with some upbeat music. And I encourage you to stand and say good morning and boogie and dance and whatever you want to do. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirits made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible. So welcome prayer. to the mystic heart. Okay, let's see if you can be still. I don't think so. Everybody get up on your feet See the light in everybody you meet Everybody get up on your feet See the light in everybody you meet Let us be reminded of who we've come to be We are love, we are one One big family Hey, 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 yeah Hey, hey, hey Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound, hey, 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 hey. Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. joining us either at the retreat coming up or next Sunday just driving across to be with us on a Sunday you're gonna hear this song next week it's called we shall be known oh, I love that song. so I want to kind of mm. kick off this morning with that song to familiarize you you know we have 36 
people going on Woo! retreat this year. Wow. Woo! We went from 21 to 36. Wow. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We shall be known. shall be known by the company we keep by the one who circles round attendees fires we shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change your life from deep within the earth it is time now it is time now that we thrive it is time to into the well. It is time now, and what a time to be alive. In this great turning, we shall learn to lead in love. In this great turning, we shall learn to lead in love. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle round attend these fires. We shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change alive from deep within the earth. It is time now, it is time now that we thrive. It is time we lead ourselves into the well. It is time now, and what a time to be alive. In this great turning we shall learn to lead in. Love, in this great turning we shall learn to lead in love. In this great turning we shall learn to lead in love. In this great turning we shall learn to lead in love. That gives me chills. Great turning that we are making. Invite no, don't, you to, no, don't, don't sit to down. either. Well, it's, it's okay. You want to sit down? It's okay. You want to stand up? It's okay. If you want to to reach out to to sense into the energy, it's okay. Whatever works for you. But whatever it takes to move the presence of spirit into your body, so that you can sense the energy of life, the presence of spirit moving through you, the love of spirit filling you up. And please join me in our sacred practice of visioning for a love-soaked world where all humans are embodying and living from peace and joy, abundance, generosity, justice, freedom. All of these as living principles that guide our lives where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion, honoring and caring for one another, and for this beautiful planet that sustains us all. We are creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, where mental and physical health, education, and healthy relationships are ensured by social systems grounded in wellness and wholeness. Where right livelihood and creative contribution and a sense of belonging are known as the gifts of the spirit 
and they're experienced by all. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their inherent goodness and light. Where the peace we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed. Where there is absolute abundance in just having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every person is a caring and conscious vessel through which generosity and goodness are freely flowing. By the power of our collective intention, we write a new story. We create a world that works for all beings. We know that our good work is bearing fruit. We will not lower our vision, no matter the appearance, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable. Yes. Yes. It is coming into being now, yes. and we trust that this prayer is an integral part of its graceful unfolding. We open our hearts, our doors, our arms in radical welcome, erasing all lines of apparent separation. We create an open and loving community to which all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. Our powerful vision is moving into form and experience right here and right now. And so we simply let it go and let it be, and so it is. Amen. Satu, ashe, aho. Thank you for joining me in that practice every week. I invite you to carry it home with you and let it just move through your body as you move through the week. Keep that vision alive. What are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about today? So look around, see who, some left, some came. Good morning, John. Welcome. Barbara, Mark, you were here before. But welcome back. <laughs> if you're with us at Teze this morning, you know that we have been looking at what is essential to the spiritual journey that we call life. For those who weren't here, just a, a quick recap. We talked about the meaning of essential, that from the Latin it means just to be. Just means to be, or that which simply is. And we also looked at how we tend to define it in modern usage as that which uh, the, what do I want to say, the intrinsic nature of something the intrinsic value or qualities in something. So what did we talk about, if you were here, as essential to the material realm, to the physical experience of life? What, what's essential to physical life? Hmm? Water. Water. Air. Nourishment. Shelter. Air. Air. Love. Love. 
is that a physical need? Is it moving into emotional and psychological need? They're all love. Okay. Shelter. Shelter, especially in certain climates. Locked it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice observation. I'm reminded that babies will die if they're not touched enough. Right. They will. So that moves us into the psychological, emotional um, essentials. Because they're, they're, I mean, you can't separate them, really. It's just that without the basics of air, in a very short amount of time, I'm out of here. And then water again. A little longer, you got a little longer for water, longer yet for food. So then what are the other mental and emotional essentials? We had love, touch, touch belonging, 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 community, community acceptance, acceptance caring. huh? Caring. caring, absolutely. Earlier you said esteem. Esteem, esteem. yeah. So both self-esteem and esteeming others, or being esteemed or held in respect or high regard by other people. <laughs> we never know with the technology. What about um, safety? Psychological need? Definitely. We have a need for safety, to feel safe. Peace. Yeah. So these are some of the essentials for our mental and emotional well-being. And we talked earlier about how until the physical, basic, basic physical needs are met, it's really hard to start looking for those emotional needs or psychological needs to be met. We talked about how we really need to have our psychological, emotional needs at least mostly met or halfway met before we can even start to look into our spiritual journey. We're not ready for spiritual exploration when our psychological and emotional self is a mess. We, we can't quite get there. So this is why um, many of the classes that we offer, they're, they're spiritual in nature but they have a strong psychological emotional component for self-exploration of the human psyche. This is to help us heal any traumas or challenges that we have internally so that we can free ourselves up to look at the deeper aspects of ourselves. Yeah, acceptance is another one of those psychological essentials. Trust. Trust. There's another one. Good. So 
we also looked at, we, we uh, suggested that most people have unresolved issues of some kind, right? We all have our stuff. Nobody is free of it. And unless we address those internal issues, then we're going to hit roadblocks in our spiritual journey. We're going to try to bypass in our spiritual journey. We have a potential for, if we have unrest within ourselves, and then we come into community like this, we bring with us the potential to create unrest in the community. We just bring it with us because that's what's going on in us. So as a community, when we gather for classes, services, activities, we are seeking to support one another and witness one another as we heal from within so that we can be more free to be in deeper community with one another. So, what does it look like to do your spiritual work? Take a hard look at yourself. Okay, take a hard look at yourself. Gently. Gently. <laughs> a hard and gentle look at yourself. How about deep, deep and gentle hard, look? Deep, yeah. Yes. That hard word. I'm a little, yeah. It is hard work. It is. It's challenging. It is. Spending time with the God within yourself. Inviting the healing. Inviting the healing. Okay. Letting go and letting God. <laughs> letting go, letting God. Surrender. Guess what? I'm not in control after all. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. So we teach that there, and this is not the only way to understand this. This is just something that we that helps guide us in our structure of our community. We believe that there are six, at least six, pillars to a spiritual life. So what are those six pillars? What might they be? What might the, the practices involved in a spiritual life be? Prayer. Prayer. Service. Service. Study. Celebration. Celebration. That's one of our, our favorites. favorites. <laughs> meditation. Contemplation. Contemplation. We would wrap that into meditation or prayer, depending on your view of it. One more. Missing one. Missing one. Love. Well, that's woven into all of it. Circulation. What's circulation? Back. Giving back. So in whatever way. You give of your money, your time, your love, your your hands to help, whatever it is. Service. Service is one of them. Sacred service. It's also being open to receive. And being open to receive. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about each of these briefly. Okay, what are they? Sacred study. Many people feel like this is not important. Meditation, prayer, that's it. That's all I need. Yeah, that's fine, if that's what works for you. But sacred study exposes you to new ideas or new ways of understanding old ideas. It allows you to have new lenses through which you can experiment, investigate, contemplate. 
and maybe reflect, you know, on, on different ways of seeing and being. Now, in our society, is it important for us to be open to different ways of seeing and being with one another? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Lucinda. Might, there you go. Might I say it's always good. It isn't always easy. Uh huh. There we go. Sometimes I find that reading or spiritual study is inspirational. Okay. So inspiring. What what's that word mean? Inspiring. Okay, so it's encouragement. Motivating. The, motivating. The word itself actually means breathing life into. So when you're inspired, you have new life breathed into you. New way of understanding. Educating, yeah. Aha moments. Aha moments come through sacred study. I'd say for me it's about um, not reinventing the wheel, right? Standing on the yeah. Right, not reinventing the wheel. This is not new stuff. This is ancient wisdom. Understanding. And coming into greater understanding. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier. If, if I had to figure this all out, I mean, my intuition is pretty good, but if I had to figure it all out myself, <laughs> I'd be here for another 70 lifetimes. Right, yeah. So when we open ourselves to listen to what others have to say. We're educating ourselves, and some of it might work for us, and some of it might not. We all have our own unique way, and that's all as it should be. So, what about prayer? We, we practice and teach affirmative and deep listening prayer. What is affirmative prayer? No, it's when you pray, Knowing that it's already done. Okay. Who we are, which is God. Okay. So knowing the power of our prayer, knowing it as done in the present moment, affirming it, knowing it. Okay. What else about affirmative prayer? Okay. So it includes an expression of gratitude that this is already done. It's already so. Even if I can't see it, it's unfolding in whatever intelligence wants it to look like. Okay, so it can mean changing your own mind about something. Communication with that presence within us, inviting that okay. to show up. All right, inviting the spirit within us to come forth, to show up, to recognize our oneness with that, that that is what we are. Mark and then Chris. It gives you a vibration that you can tactfully build upon your learning to trust in this vibration okay. and make it good. Okay, so you're, you're experiencing a higher vibration by affirming that which is good unfolding in your life, in your experience. And okay. the learning part uh -huh. is, is essential. Every day is a new opportunity, so right. you build on what has been. Yeah, thank you. Chris? I mean, it brings us into alignment with, uh, with spiritual love. Mm-hmm wants to evolve, wants to be 
born under the world, which okay. you know, has been called God's will, but that is that's kind of a loaded term these days. But um, but when we're aligned with, with spiritual law and with what, what is ready to emerge into the world, um, that's when our prayers can really be powerful. Right. Okay. Thank you. We're taught whatever we're taught, and we accept whatever our parents and other people, authority, churches, whatever. And it's kind of really grounded in us. And when we learn new opportunities mm -hmm. and new concepts, then we can let go of what we thought we were in the past, which is like dragging behind us with right. a big ball. <laughs> and we can ball. become more present and start loving ourselves because we're not the we were taught. <laughs> That's right. Lighten the baggage. Lighten the baggage. Yeah, Max. Prayers are kind of like asking for something, and so many prayers are asking to see it properly. Perfect. So asking to see it, or even demanding to see it properly at times, right? So we've taken a deep listening guided prayer and sort of morphed it onto the affirmative prayer aspect. So we begin, we're being taught here to begin with an, affirm, an affirmation that God is all that is, that we're one with that, and whatever it is that we know is happening in our lives or we're planting, we state all of those things, but it's in preparation for becoming quiet. And listening within ourselves to hear guidance. And then we're not done when we've heard the guidance. We have to act on the guidance. Complete prayer process for me is, is affirming, asking, listening, acting. And you're not done until you've taken action. Because how else can spirit show up in the world except through our hands and our feet and our hearts I mean, yes, through all of the other bits of creation, but in terms of what's ours to do as humanity, we have to engage. We have to be the vessel through which spirit comes. So, let's go on to circulation. What's circulation? Practice of circulation. Giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. Giving back. Okay, giving back. Paying it forward. Paying it forward. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. So this is, it's, it's a cycle. And guess what? It's not complete until you have both. Cycles get blocked. When all you do is run around and give, 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 give. And someone offers you something back and you say, oh no, I couldn't. Boom. If you only exhale, you'll suffocate. If you only inhale, you'll suffocate. Well, if, you, if you say no, you're depriving them of the privilege of giving you something. Exactly. That they want you to have. Right. If you run around and you receive, 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 that can become known as take, 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 take. And then someone asks you for something and you go, oh, I don't know if I'll have enough. <laughs> if I give you that, will I have what I need? Blocked. So it's a complete cycle. Go ahead. Another thing to blocking, receiving, it might be 
our expectation about what it is we want to be given. And okay. it's not how we view it as what it should be. We're not willing or able to receive it. Okay, good. So is it just giving and receiving stuff? Time, love, energy, a glance, a smile, attention, our talents, forgiveness, both giving and asking for, compassion, mercy. So this is all part of the cycle of circulation. And it's an active spiritual practice. Sacred study, affirmative and listening prayer linked with action to make it complete. And then circulation as part of that action. Yeah, Pat. I found in, in what I've learned through the years, I'm really over now, but I think sometimes when you start praying, you've got to have trust. Trust. That it's going to be answered. Yes. Because a lot of times we say the prayer and then we expect, you know, and you got to know what you ask for. And right. And believe <coughs> yes. that it will happen. And sometimes we forget the belief part. Right. Ask in faith believing. It is your faith that heals you. Yeah. All right. How about meditation? What's meditation about? Going within. If you don't go within, you go without. Okay. If you don't go within, you go without. I like that. Back there somewhere? It's just listening to what's in here. Okay. Listening to what your heart's telling you every day. Okay. So listening to what your heart's telling you. Lucinda? Setting aside a time on a daily basis and keeping to it. Oh. You, make, you mean a commitment. <laughs> yes. You mean, you mean a d -d 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 discipline. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Setting aside time to be in the, in the present, to be here now, to be still. It takes lots of forms. There's not one way to meditate. Be still and know that you are God. Be still and know you are God. Be There's also an element of seeing what wants to arise through you. Right. Okay. So that's kind of in the gray area between listening prayer and meditation. Yeah. But it creates a space for that to happen. Right. Yeah. It was in a meditation where this second half of the service completely turned itself upside down and wrote itself to what you're hearing from where I was going. I was just <laughs> sitting there meditating and I went, oh, that's not it. This is it. So it happens. What wants to come through you happens in meditation. And letting go of your expectations of just how it should Right. Open for something new to come yeah. Be it a perception or a right. So letting go of what you expect it to be like and just letting it be what it is. Surrendering. Surrendering. No problems. <laughs> no preferences. Just being with what is. How about sacred service? What is sacred service? Love and action. Love Taking in action. Prayer 
and putting it into action. All right. So giving hands and feet to your prayers, putting it in action. Service with no expectation of any kind of reward or mm -hmm. payment or anything. Or even a particular outcome. Yeah. Right? No expectation. Just because. Just because for the sake of the love of giving. Sacred service. You're serving God by serving others as God in form. Right. And then our sixth one, the sixth pillar, is celebration. Yeah, we love celebration here. We party. We love to party. Okay. The retreat is going to be a mixture of all six of these things. All just meshed and blended together. But we will have our celebration time. So what is celebration? Partying. Partying. <laughs> Joyous noise. Joyous noise. It's, uh, it's firmly rooted in gratitude. Firmly rooted in gratitude. Taking joy, taking joy in his presence. Taking joy in God's presence. Whatever name you want to give that. The joy of life. Just being alive. Right, every day that we're looking down at the grass, it's a good day, you know? It really is. It really is. <laughs> That's right. The practice of seeing and experiencing and rejoicing in the presence of the divine everywhere you look. Recognizing that that's all it is. No matter what it looks like, that's what it is. Celebrating that. Knowing that life is a gift. And life has cycles. And life has cycles. And not all gifts look pretty. <laughs> not all gifts look like grace in action, but they still are. Yeah. Back to faith. Back to faith. <laughs> <laughs> Always back to faith. So, of course, how these pillars are going to look in your individual life is going to be absolutely individual and unique like our fingerprints and everything else about us. We find what wants to be our own way of connecting with spirit. We find our own form of meditation that works. We find prayer that works. We find, you know, what's important is that they're all present. I'm going to stand on that. It's important that they're all present. Why? Why is it important that they're all present? balance. So we have at least one builder in this room, maybe more. If I'm going to build a shed in my backyard, am I going to put up one pillar in the middle of the shed? Divine order. Divine order. What's going to happen to my shed if I have one pillar in the middle of the shed? Okay. There's no, there's no solid base to the foundation of that shed, right? Also commitment. Commitment, yeah. It, it demonstrates your commitment to a well-rounded spiritual growth, right? And when you hit all six of those, you're kind of automatically working at the physical level, you're working at the mental, the emotional, the psychological, and the spiritual level and the social level. Yeah. 
Let's see, where am I here? What do I want to say? Do I want to skip that? Can I uh, yeah, my favorite quote from Ernest, Ernest Holmes is, uh, is about people that meditate but never do anything with it, never follow mm -hmm. with the action. Right. Because uh, inspiration without application is hallucination. Hallucination, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we need a strong foundation on which to build a holistic life. If we're going to have a holistic life, you've got to have a strong foundation. Lucinda? Well, you were saying foundation. I was just going to say we need to start at the ground up instead of expecting to start at the top. Right. So we, we have terminology for, for people who, and we've probably all done it at one time or another, people who want to pass up the emotional work or the psychological work and say, you know, if I just go right to spirit, none of that will matter. That's called emotional, I mean, uh, spiritual bypass. It's, it's a form of bypassing the inner work that really needs to be done. And it doesn't work. You always land yourself back in trouble when you try to bypass. And it sometimes doesn't ever stop. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't ever stop. It's a journey of life, right? Well, until you're looking up at the grass, you know. <laughs> then you maybe move on to the next journey, which also maybe doesn't stop. Who knows? How do you know you're done? You're not here anymore. That's right. You're not here anymore when you're done. So we can't separate our physical, our psychological, our emotional, and our spiritual life from one another. They're, they're all intertwined. They're all part of one thing. And all of that stuff is prerequisite for really growing spiritually. You've got to do your work. So what are some of the obstacles that we run up against? Obstacles to practicing um, the six pillars, the different forms of practice. Ego. Oh, ego. We don't have one of those, do we? No. Well, an out-of-control an out-of-control ego. We need our ego. We don't want to make yeah. our ego a bad guy. That's our safety. It's our protection. It's our, our drive. And that's not a bad thing. It's just when it gets out of control and wants to run your life. An unwillingness to do that other C word, change. Oh, unwillingness to change. Yeah, that can get in the way. <coughs> of, or unwillingness to see. Or unwillingness to see. Yes. That's... Being the queen of denial, right? Yes. Fear of change. Yes. Fear of change. Fear of anything, really. Yeah. Fear of anything. I love the word animation, as you were talking about earlier, about acting on what your sacred meditation has produced. There's an animation of your belief system then mm -hmm. that can come forth yeah. if you let it. But if you're afraid to say and do uh, and feel these new feelings in a new way, well then you just stuff it down and you don't right. get to grow. Right. Yeah. So you bring to life what it, these new beliefs, these new ideas that you're studying, listening to, learning, contemplating. And you animate them in your life. I used to think animation just was about cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than that for sure. What else blocks us? Okay, being comfortable. Pride. Pride. 
we don't have time. Yeah, doubt. We think we don't have time. Distractions of everyday life. Distractions of everyday life. Greed. Hmm, lots of opportunities to not practice six pillars, huh? We talked about letting go of our story, too. Letting go of our story. Our story that says we're not spiritual and we can never be spiritual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about triggers? Childhood triggers or just triggers? I run across a lot of people when I start to use a Christian terminology in order that we can redefine it. There are some triggers that go off. Yeah. And boy, that gets in our way because there's more than one way to interpret anything. So to just say, oh, not coming in, that really shuts us down. I think hatred. Hatred? Yeah, I think that's part of the trigger. Yeah? Hatred. When okay. you talk about the Christian yeah. interpretation, right. there's so much hatred to what was done or felt was done that that hatred blocks the willingness or the yeah. openness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in terms of, I'm taking that word back. Right. That yeah. That word was misused and taken from me. I'm taking it back. I love the way the uh, the gay community took back queer. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a perfect example. That, that's our word. Yeah. We can use it. You know? Yeah. That's right. Repent. That doesn't mean that. It means this. And right. I'm taking it back. Yeah. Even the Christians did when they would be called Christians. Mm -hmm. They used it to their. They took it and made lemonade with it instead right. of keeping it the lemon. Right. Yeah. Pat. One of the biggest things I learned with the prayer and everything in my life. It was late in life before I got it all. But the one thing that meant so much to me was learning thankfulness. Mm. Thank you for everything yes. you do for me. And you think about it every day yes. of everything. It's the most important thing in my life is my yeah. thankfulness. And having a thankful, grateful way of being will remove the blockages that we create for ourselves. It'll remove the blockages. Sometimes our closed-mindedness gets in our way. We, we already know what we know. We already know what we know. I, I'm not sure how we came to think we know so much, because we don't really know anything, actually. That's one thing I know is I don't know everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just about the time I think I know anything, it changes. So, you know, what did I know? Not enough time. Not enough money. Not enough interest. Not enough energy. Not enough energy. Not enough. That gets in the way. Getting out of our way. Yes. Yeah. A belief that they're not all important gets in the way. If you believe that, ah, I only need this one. This is my practice. Well, that blocks you. Blocks your growth. And that's fine. It's everyone's right to be blocked if they choose to be. <laughs> it's okay. No judgment. It's just, it just blocks your growth. Narrow-mindedness. Narrow-mindedness. Overcommitment. Not enough family support. Too tired. Media distractions. Other distractions. Media addictions. Other addictions. Self-pity. Self-pity. 
all kinds of opportunities to block ourselves in our growth, right? So we don't want to hang out there any longer. Why don't we tell ourselves these stories? Because they're all just stories. Because that's what we're used to. That's what we're used to. It, has, it takes away or lessens our personal responsibility. Lessens our personal responsibility. Ooh. Right, but it's not getting us anywhere positive. No. Lack, of vision. Lack of vision. It's too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. It's so much easier, and we find our lives so much smoother. Our lives are so much smoother and joyful and balanced when we just make it a priority. Whatever the story is, we go, okay, thank you for sharing that story. I'm going to sit down and do my whatever I'm doing. Or I'm going to go out and serve however I'm serving. Or I'm going to give and receive however I'm giving. You know, thank you for sharing. Chitter, chatter, chitter, chatter, chitter, chatter. Now move aside. I'm going to go practice. Because what happens with anything that you practice? You get better at it. It gets easier and easier until it becomes second nature. second nature. You embody it. It becomes who you are. You actually can live a life free of fear. You can. So we've practiced our story so long. Right. To try to imagine a new story is yeah. not as easy. It's a new right. vision. It's a new vision. So it takes an effort. And when the old story creeps in, it takes going, nope, that's the old one. I'm not doing that now. I'm doing this. Over and over and over. And eventually, it does become automatic like anything else. Anybody get on a bicycle for the first time as a kid? Or behind the wheel of a car when it felt like, oh, the gas and the brake and maybe the clutch and the shift and the, oh, my gosh. And now you get in, you're not even thinking. You just, off you go. Anything you practice becomes automatic. How is it that we became so sure that we have all the answers? <laughs> How did that happen? When did that happen? It's pride and ego coming in. Pride and ego coming in. Arrogance coming in. Yeah. Has life been so good for you that it can't get any better? I mean, life can be great. My life's great. I got a good life. But am I going to say that it can't get any better? I don't need to practice this stuff. Eh, who needs it? Life can always get better. We let good become like the enemy of better. Or the, the reason to not let it get better. So why not stop the insanity of doing what we've always done and expecting a different result. Can we stop that insanity? Why not try something new? Why not consider the possibility that there is some wisdom in each one of these practices and that each one has the power to grow you in some way? After all, the mystics of every age have practiced all of these things, all of the wisest beings on the planet, all traditions, all ages practiced all of these things. 
So I'm going to close our time together today with a prayer from Don Miguel Ruiz of the Toltec tradition. And then I will follow that by closing with an affirmative prayer. It is called A Prayer for Love. Today, Lord, help me to accept myself the way I am without judgment. Help me to accept my mind the way it is with all my emotions, my hopes and dreams, and my unique personality. Help me to accept my body the way it is, with all its beauty and perfection. Today, Lord, clean my mind of emotional poison and self-judgment so that I can live in peace and love. Let the love for myself be so strong that I never again reject myself or sabotage my happiness and personal freedom. Let me love and accept myself without judgment. Because when I judge myself, I find myself guilty. And then I need to punish myself. With the power of self-love, let all my relationships be based on love and respect. Help me to let go of the need to tell others how to think or how to be. Let me accept the people I love just the way they are, without judgment. Because when I judge them and blame them, I find them guilty, and I want to punish them. Help me, Lord, to love everything you create with no conditions. Because when I reject your creation, I reject you. Today, Lord, help me to start my life over with the power of self-love. Help me to explore life, to take risks, and to love myself unconditionally. Let me open my heart to the love that is my birthright so that I can share my love wherever I go. I am so grateful to know that love is the ground from which all good things come. That love is the very self-givingness of God forever and freely becoming all of creation. And that same love is our own self-givingness, flowing first to ourselves so that we might give to others. I'm so grateful to know that this life is not about what I can get. Rather, what do I have to offer? How can I serve? What is mine to give? As I awaken from this prayer, I carry the intention to love, serve, and remember. 
to lovingly give of myself for the good of all, to serve God by serving their creation, and to remember in every moment who and whose I am. I am an individualized expression of the living God, and so are we all. Thank you, Spirit, for our time together this morning. I know that it nourishes and supports me in the week to come. And thank you for the blessing of life itself. May I be forever grateful. All prayer is answered. Corresponding to our heartfelt desire is one way that Spirit expresses. And so I release this prayer trusting that all that unfolds from this moment on is part of our answered prayer. And so it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. So today's both times uh, gatherings were sort of the springboard to the retreat. So you're getting a little taste of the direction we're going to move during retreat this week. Interesting direction. So each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good, should you choose to. And we do this at each separate gathering because there are sometimes different people here. But if you were at the first one and you just shine some love into that basket with your hand, you know, just ah, give us your love. If you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org to use our donate button or to find our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program if you choose to become a regular monthly giver to help us with the budgeting process so we know what's coming. But as we move into this time of giving, um, I invite you to the hold the affirmation, the words kind of close to your heart and know how much we appreciate your gifts and how much every word of this is heartfelt. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. So please enjoy today Mr. Jason Moraz, because you're my kind. Love is the way, love is the light We light up today, and today is alright Yeah, love is the way, love will take us higher We are aligned, and we are united Our different kinds of interests are different
intelligence is artificial or natural mystics Each one a chrysalis for perfect imperfections And we are limitless cause spirit lives inside us Mother nature did us a favor Gave each one of us a different flavor Different rhythms, different faces, different incarnations are crazy Some want to make some noise Some want to hear the silence Some want to drive the bus from town to town And throw out high fives to teachers and bakers And movie ticket takers to midwives and doctors And magic baby makers Cause if love is what you're working on And peace is what you're dreaming If you're fighting for freedom You are my people You're my kind my kind. You're my kind my kind. You're my kind The human We ain't got that much time Tomorrow's ground is a foundation laid down By decisions that I make today I don't believe in war no. I've been taught to love my neighbor I've been all around and all i found is we're all the same They're the chief of police and the dealer the same Neither the strongest can survive Only he who can handle change The secret to peace is to quiet the brain Try letting go with all our heart And letting love touch everything And flip it over for a different view Some like it reggae Some like it smooth jazz Some like to slow things down Some like to shake that ass So many different expressions To take pleasure in You are uniquely you Just like everyone else Love is the way Love is the light We light up today And today is alright Love is what we're working on Peace is what we're dreaming We are all equal You are my people You're my kind You're my kind You're my kind and organic avocado rancher.
You know, I stand here before all of you and giving thanks to the Great Spirit and the Mother, Father, God for the messages today and the prayer of Miguel Ruiz and your incorporation of all that wisdom all rolled up into one. I saw how it touched, not knowing exactly how, but saw how it touched each one of us today, and I am grateful for that. In addition, I accept these gifts you've offered of your treasure, but also your time, your talent, and your prayers, and your light that you bring into this community. I give thanks to each one of you. And I turn this treasure over to Diana, trusting it will be used wisely for the growth of all of us. Usually we have some kind of an ethnic theme or something. And Kathy this week said, how about a good old-fashioned potluck? I like that line, you are uniquely you, just like everyone else. Yes, you are uniquely <laughs> you, just like everyone else. Sunday. Hope you stay for lunch.